Hi there, Sadia here for episode number 13 of Level On Up. In this ep, I'll be having a chat to Ryan Meeking about his latest track, along with much more. Let's get into the chat. Ready to take things to a new level? This is Level On Up with Sadia. Hey, thanks for having me. Going well. How is it in sunny Melbourne at the moment? Ah, it's good, good, good. We got, you know, I mean, the mood could be as gloomy as it usually is here with the weather, but it's, it's a positive vibe with positive vibe weather right now. And uh, are you going to go for an endless run? <laughs> you know what? I tried to do couch to 5K once, and I, I got about halfway and thought, nah, <laughs> I'm over this. <laughs> so maybe not, maybe metaphorically, yeah. You should never trust runners anyway, because they're the ones that always find the dead bodies. <laughs> Fantastic, what an observation. Um, Speaking of Endless Run, tell us about the uh, new single. Oh, yeah, so Endless Run is the first release um, of mine that's truly solo. And um, I've made music with a band called Whitaker for a long time, and I've been writing music for a long time. But this is my first pure pop release. um, And I've wanted to write pop music for a very long time, but sort of always found myself, I mean, I grew up, listening to sort of anti-pop music in a way a lot of rock and underground kind of indie stuff and so but I've always appreciated pop songs so this is my first true pop release and it's pretty infectious isn't it well I hope it is I I hear it a lot so I don't know whether it's just that it's on repeat in my head when I'm making it or if it's actually catchy but (laughs) uh, I I noticed that the Swedes have a rule that if, if the song is boring you at any point in time it's not worth um, it's not doing its job. So, yeah, I certainly try to follow that rule as well. You actually studied pop music writing for quite some time, I read somewhere. Yeah, I, I took it upon myself to... Um, I mean, I studied music at university, but um, after making music for a while, um, I, you know, doing a lot of um, sort of rock band style um, stuff and, and being a session musician as well, um, I I wanted to take a step back and just really really analyze like i said i always loved the pop song uh writing style but i needed to fully understand the production style so i sort of took a few years of really listening very deeply to pop production and then built myself a studio and just started doing it myself um and yeah it was totally worth it i I love it very exciting style to work with. Did you go work with any specific producers while learning? Uh, I, di- I didn't while I was learning, but I actually, funny story, I, I, um, I well, I don't know if it's funny, but <laughs> I, the producer that I ended up working with as a co-producer on um, Endless Run and a whole lot of new music that's coming out actually had done a lot of punk and rock style music, but what I wanted is to make pop with a bit of an edge to it. So I always thought it was either going to be a dance producer that I would try to work with or somebody with a bit more edge to them like Sam. Well, that's the good news about music. I feel like everybody can be a little bit more creative and step out of their genres a little bit more. That would have been a fun process for you. Yeah, I mean, like, pop is such a broad category and especially, like, I guess that's why they call things indie pop because it's sort of taking, you know, maybe that Britney Spears, like, defined or Backstreet Boys defined pop style and driving it into, like, more exciting kind of sonic territory. Not that that wasn't exciting at the time, let's be honest, for a lot of people. But anyway, yes, it's great to be able to explore. I really love genre melding and bringing influences from all different places and and shoving them into a sort of uh, very uh, relatable pop structure.
structure of a song. You must be doing well because you've had your music featured in some pretty high-end TV shows. Do they tell you before they put it in there or is it something that you sit there and watch and go, oh my God, that's my song? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. There's definitely a heads up, and a lot of people have to sign forms and things. But um, but it's, it's super exciting. There, there are sometimes, you know, things that are already the paperwork's done and things, so you do see it pop up sometimes, and it's a real surprise. But you never quite know how it's going to be used in a show. Like, when the one of my songs was in So You Think You Can Dance, you know, I was just sort of told, oh, is it okay if they use it in So You Think You Can Dance US? I was like, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I saw the episode and it was a full-blown dance to the track oh, and wow. it's just amazing it blew me away you know so yeah um sometimes it's quite incredible to see how people use your music you know once you've created it you feel like it's your own but then you see somebody else making it their own it's, it's probably the biggest payoff of all to this whole music game next time just say sure no problems but they've got to dance in my next music video win-win for everybody yeah Exactly. Speaking of music videos, tell us about uh, the music video for Endless Run. It's it's quite creative. Yeah, well, when I was um, producing a record for another singer-songwriter uh, recently, I was in the planning phase for an Endless Run video clip, and uh, he was also a bit of a lighting nerd, and he had this particular light that could do all of this crazy stuff, and he showed it to me, and it just struck me immediately as like almost like a 2001 Space Odyssey-style like creature of its own. It was, it was so exciting the way it looked, but also just kind of like a bit spooky how many different shapes it could make and the worlds it could create. Yeah, so the, yeah, this, this one square light thing could create these crazy worlds that you could put somebody in and, and have them move around and it would just be so so interesting to look at. And writing Endless Run, I always was thinking about how it impacted me physically and I needed to sort of want to move my body um, when I was listening to it for the track to be working. So it was always a thing with the film clip to try and put a whole lot of human movement in it and that human ended up being me. Were you just as hands-on with the music video as you were the song itself? Yeah, I was. I mean, I always have... Um, help involved and, and other people's perspectives, other people's expertise. But I was definitely right into it. I mean, I really, I just love the creative pursuit, you know, and taking something and trying to meld it into a video form as well is really exciting. I have no idea how to do that. So I worked with Rick Clifford, who's an amazing filmmaker, and he just, his skill just made it so easy to sort of have concepts and just make them take form. It was really exciting. You feel like you're cheating, you know, in, in, in life, really, when you can sort of say, what if it looked like this and someone just does it? Like, it's pretty, pretty amazing. It's just smart knowing who to work with. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Have you ever seen that movie Exit Through the Gift Shop? Uh, sometimes I feel like the guy who just put a whole lot of pop-up people together and got them to do stuff <laughs> and then claim credit. But, you know, I guess it's a specific skill of its own. Well, it's definitely working, so run with it. Not that I'd encourage you to give up music, but what would you be doing if you weren't? Man, I really don't know. I've tried. The funny thing about that question is that I've tried so many things that isn't, that isn't music. So, you know, I've worked warehouse jobs, I've been a teacher, I've, I've done all sorts of different things. And every time I just keep having this, getting to this point where I feel like I'm just not creating enough music and I need to go back to it. So 
it's you know, I mean, it's not an easy choice going and going headlong into music, but it's sort of an inevitable one in the end with me. So you know, I mean, if I had a bajillion dollars and could do anything I wanted in the world, I'd probably just build a studio on a yacht or something and just like cruise around making tunes. Still, as far as teaching, what, what did you teach? Well, I started out teaching music, but then I, I started working at um, the Youth Justice Centre in in Melbourne, so teaching music to um, youth who have you know, found themselves essentially behind bars. So there's a beautiful school in there and does a great job of, of you know, trying to help these kids reconnect with who they are and, um, you know, find better ways to express themselves and, and music is one of those things. Yeah, and so I got really, you know, taken away by that mission. Um, I thought it was a really extremely important one and so yeah I, I ended up teaching a lot of different things in there a bit, bit of you know English and different things like that. That would have been a bit of an honour seeing these kids bloom and well I mean it just felt a lot of the time it felt like looking at the talent of tomorrow you know like some of these some of these kids are going to be some of the best hip-hop artists you've ever heard there's some amazing singers you know creativity can really bloom in the darkest of places um, and darkest of circumstances. And that's probably, you know, as you extend out of that, you know, thinking about the, the situation we're all in at the moment, I think we're going to see a huge wave of stuff happening, the really creative, interesting stuff. It's just human nature, I think, over the next few years. Speaking of the conditions we are in, how are you coping? You've experienced more lockdowns than what we have here in South Australia. Yeah, it feels like just like an endless run of its own, really, <laughs> of lockdowns, <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, uh, i got to say, each one is just that bit more of a bummer. Like, you're just like, oh, man. But, you know, luckily, I mean, every time I just grab everything I can from the studio and bring it home and then just try to keep making new music, you know, doing whatever it is in my power to do. So I only had my first gig problem with with restrictions. A lot of friends of mine have had to reschedule entire tours and, really down and out about it. I, I've had sort of my first gig had to be postponed now because of this lockdown. But you know what? Like you just got to ha- keep putting your head down and keep creating. And and sometime soon we're all going to be out of this and you might as well be holding a big bag of fun stuff at, at that point. You'd be itching to tour at the moment, wouldn't you? Get out there on the road and interact with your fans, get some real live feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you see that kind of thing when you sort of within yourself first of all when you go you know what screw it like I'm just going to do a live stream which feels quite unnatural but I think it's becoming quite natural for a lot of musicians but when you see the response to something like that the number of people that jump on are just like oh it's making my night you know this is this is amazing people really really want to connect to music happening in the moment and you know I, I just I really really hope we get back on track with that really soon well going back to the track Endless Run is that from an upcoming EP or album yeah, so there's a body of work coming out. Uh, it'll be an EP. Um, when that is, uh, it's I'm not really sure yet, but there's going to be a steady stream of music, whether it's another single after this one or the EP coming. It just sort of depends on a few little planning things. But essentially, yeah, there's a whole lot more Brian making music coming. Well, with all these lockdowns, you've obviously had a bit more chance to sit down and get creative. Have you picked up any additional hobbies since or caught up on any TV shows? Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny because 
I feel like, you know how you watch a TV show on streaming these days and you can't help but binge the whole season and then you wait like a year and then you watch the next season you can't remember what happened but you have to binge it again. Yeah, it's torture. I feel like that wait in between over the last 18 months or whatever has been excruciating. Like I just can't, I can't handle waiting whereas before you would get like, you know, distracted by life and whatever. So um, yeah, I, I don't know, I mean... Whoa, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've had any hobbies. I'm a bit of a DIY guy, so I like a trip to Bunnings, but even that got cut off. So oh, I'm no. Of, I don't know. guess I'll just stare at this synthesizer and try to understand <laughs> how that works. But that sort of gets you in some kind of crazy inward spiral and you just end up having an ex- existential crisis <laughs> amongst lockdowns. So it's like, maybe we'll just like sit and hang out for a sec. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> life's pretty good. I make it seem bad, but it's, um, you know, you just get on the phone and chat to a mate. <laughs> well, feel free to call any time. I'm sure we'll have plenty to chat about, even if it is a reasons why you shouldn't run. <laughs> Love it. I've got plenty of those. <laughs> oh, any excuse is a good excuse for me. Thank you so much for having a chat with me. If people want to find out more about you, what sites do you recommend? Uh, just go and find me on social media. It's like an at Ryan Meeking, M-E-E-K-I-N-G. And yeah, just find me there. I'm always kind of chatting to you. Love your work. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Follow Level On Up podcast on Instagram.